0: some good news baby Feels like the world crazy give me some good news baby give it, to me. give it to me you're listening to the good news gurus podcast produced by the number one positive news website good news network sharing awe-inspiring stories from around the world and ruminations on how to be good and do good now
1: here's the show
0: Mae McCarthy, so nice to have you on the Good News Gurus podcast. Oh,
1: thank you for having me. And you me. are
0: a Good News Guru because you uh, teach people how to manifest in their lives by shifting thought and by listening to for the intuitive voice inside, something that you personally, now anyone can call it anything, uh, intuition, uh, source, the universe, You call it, and and being from a business background, a very successful
1: businesswoman, you call it your chief spiritual officer. Yes, The CSO. Right. I decided since most of the people that I surround myself in business are in what's called my C-suite. So I have a chief financial officer who advises us on the financial health of our company, a chief operations officer, a chief information officer, and I decided... That this all-knowing power of the universe that shows up as intuition, sometimes external messages or awareness, um, sometimes even science and, and messages through other people, that, that that intelligence that's available to us could be partnered with. And so I decided to give it a title, and I call it the Chief Spiritual Officer, or CSO for short. <laughs>
0: and you have meetings with this uh, cso every morning and it and it's a practice that you designated that uh, that you designed and you, that you teach that is is geared to helping people open to their intuition and before we go into that morning practice tell us how many big business leaders um, know that intuition is a real key part of their success
1: well, and a lot of them. Um, what what I when in my research, one of the things that I was able to determine is that some of the wealthiest and most influential people in business, and in media, rely on intuition as a success tool. Bill Gates, who, depending upon what day you measure his net worth, he's either the wealthiest or second wealthiest man in the world, and he said often you have to rely on intuition. And Steve Jobs from Apple agreed. And he said that you actually had to have courage to follow your heart and intuition. Mm -hmm. And Oprah Winfrey, clearly one of the most influential women of our time, Mm -hmm. she said that she's listened to that still, small voice of intuition her whole life. Mm -hmm. And the only times that she's made mistakes is when she didn't listen. And other people like Dr. Wayne Dyer, Thomas Edison, who invented the light bulb. So really... In a nutshell, what my work does is help people to remember to remember what they already know. And that is that this divine intelligence that shows up as intuition is a gift. And each and every one of us have it. It's not reserved for only a few. And everyone can learn how to pay attention to it and use it.
0: That is indeed the good news. Yes, it's, it's, um, everyone has it. Everyone can use it. And so one of the ways that we can start getting in touch with this is your morning practice. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about that. It has four
1: steps up. Right. So I have in my book, The Path to Wealth, I write about a seven-step daily practice. And the first four steps happen first thing in the morning, right when you wake up. You're going to have a meeting with that characteristic of spirit, that divine intelligence, or what the source of your intuition. Call it whatever you want. It doesn't really matter. Call it anything you want. But you're going to have a meeting with that partner. And you call it your CSO. CSO. Right. And in that meeting, you have an agenda. there are four items on the agenda. The first item is to read something spiritually uplifting that puts you into a receptive mood. I find that short stories about ordinary people having extraordinary experiences and achieving the kind of success that I want are great for this. And in the back of my book, I do outline different kinds of books that are great Mm -hmm. for that step. So Mm you spend five to ten minutes reading. Mm -hmm. Then the second step is to write out a gratitude letter being grateful for what you have and for what you want. But you want to describe what you want as though you already have it. So instead of saying, I want to be debt-free or I want to lose 10 pounds, when you think of that goal, the goal is to be wanting to lose or wanting to be debt-free. Well, you already have achieved that goal. You're already wanting. Right. So you need to describe it as though it's already done with gratitude. So you might say, I'm so grateful that I'm financially free with a minimum or more of X number of dollars to afford all of my living, giving, and entertainment expenses. I love my financially free life. Or you might say, I'm f- so grateful that I'm physically fit, trim, toned, energetic, and a healthy, pain-free body that easily moves through life. Now, even if you don't have that, you describe it as though it's already done with gratitude. You're What you're doing is you want to stimulate your subconscious and intuitive messages to show up more often. And it's almost like those two vehicles of information want you to operate in integrity. So they go on high alert to point out possibilities to make those statements true. Whatever you're putting your attention on and your words, thoughts, and emotions on, start to manifest and be visible to you. So if that's true, and I I hope your listeners will be able to experiment with this themselves and prove it, but when you use your words, thoughts, and emotions to describe anything, it tends to multiply in your life. So what we're trying to do is enable intuition and your subconscious to point out possibilities. It's kind of like the last time you bought a car. Right. You think about a car You imagine having a car, you've narrowed down all the possibilities to maybe one or two models, maybe you even test drive a car. Don't you start to notice that car driving around everywhere?
0: Everyone has experienced that. You never noticed
1: it before. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're doing is we describe what we want as though it's already complete with gratitude. Our subconscious filters billions of pieces of data that are present to us every single day and illuminates. Those things that are in alignment with our goals, then our intuition shows us how to get them.
0: Tell, give us
1: a good example
0: of some, a time when the, uh, your intuition uh, showed you something that came out of the blue, you know, and it was an answer or it was a, um, achieved a, a vehicle to, yeah. toward a, an achieved goal.
1: Okay, well, um, in one of my goals, it, it continues to be what I'm grateful for every day, and that's my good health. Right. And I I write out, I'm so grateful that I'm physically fit, trim, toned, energetic in a pain free body and that every cell and function of my body operates in the perfection with which it was designed every Mm, day. Write mm, that down. mm. I'm so grateful for it. Well, in 1994, I was in a business meeting and I had this very strong thought of my sister in my mind's eye. It was almost like I saw her picture. And I thought, well, okay, I've been practicing this a while. That means I need to contact my sister. So I finished with my meeting, and I happened to be close to her office, so I just stopped by. She was very happy to see me. She had a computer problem that I could help her fix for free. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. So as we're sitting there, she noticed this little tiny dot on the outside of my right leg and asked me what it was. I told her it was a freckle. I was born and raised in Hawaii, and I'm fair, so I have a lot of freckles. She said she didn't feel that it was a freckle and asked that I see a dermatologist to have it looked at. And I was just about to dismiss her fear, and my gut hurt. That's another way that I get intuitive messages, spirits trying to get my attention. So I thought, well, okay, I'll just make the appointment. I should probably establish a relationship with a dermatologist anyway. Mm -hmm. So I made the appointment. The doctor said it was nothing to worry about. It was too small. couldn't possibly be anything. And as I was about to heed his advice and go home, my gut hurt again.
0: So powerful. So
1: I said, Doctor, I am so sorry. I don't mean to be disrespectful, mm-hmm. but you need to cut that off. And he barely got one stitch in after cutting it off. I came back a week later to a diagnosis of malignant melanoma Clark level 3. I had cancer. Oh, my goodness. But because it was caught so early, I didn't have to have any long-term radiation or any additional treatment except for surgery. And I've been cancer-free ever since. So things will show up. You'll get strong thoughts, gut instincts, ideas. Um, I had an idea once to drive across town to a different grocery store at nine o'clock at night in Cleveland only to run into somebody that was coming out at exactly the same time, and that translated into a contract worth almost half a million dollars for our company. Oh, my God, I love that story.
0: Yeah. I love that story. So how do you fight, you know, your mind is obviously going to be telling you no, don't go to that. Don't go right. across town to a grocery store. It's ridiculous. So right. how? Yes. Yeah, so my, your mind is often going to fight with your intuition. Give right. us, give our listeners some, okay. some helpful tips on.
1: I'd be how. happy to. And but but just before that, after you write your gratitude letter in the morning, the mm-hmm. next thing you do is read it out loud because as you read something and speak it out loud, it anchors the meaning more fully within you. Okay. And then finally, use imagery. Take a close your eyes. And see yourself in the completed goal, in your mind's eye. Lots of professional athletes and musicians Mm -hmm. use this on a daily basis as part of their mental training Mm -hmm. so that they can perform at their highest levels. So step step three is
0: speak it and step four is visualize it as... Or imagine uh, it. Imagine it actually having come to pass.
1: It's already done. Already done. What's your life Mm -hmm. like now that it's already done? See yourself in that. So when people have a thought and they don't know if it's trying to help them to achieve their goal, trying to give them some direction, if they're unsure, all they have to do is ask their CSO for another lead. Just stop and say, hey, CSO, if this is from you, give me another lead. You'll get one. What you're not allowed to do anymore is nothing. And a lot of people, if they don't understand something, their rational mind will talk them out of it and they'll do nothing. You're not allowed to do that anymore. You can ask for as many confirming messages or confirming leads as you want. And uh, there have been some cases where I've had to ask for about 100 confirmations because mm-hmm. I had a bias um, towards not doing something. But you're not allowed to do that. Do nothing. You have so, to just take a step or ask for another. So thing.
0: in the case of the grocery store, it's mm-hmm. 9 o'clock at night, you're in a strange town, and what did, uh, what did your mind and then your... What did your mind say, and then how did you counter it?
1: Right, so my rational mind said, May, what are you thinking? It's 9 o'clock at night in Cleveland. You shouldn't be driving across town at this hour of the night when everything you want is five minutes away at another grocery store. Plus, your appointment's at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, which is 5 o'clock in the morning Seattle time. You'll be way too tired if you drive across town tonight. Just go to the closest grocery store, get what you want, and get a good night's sleep. So what I had to do is figuratively stomp my foot and say, "Hey, CSO, if this message is from you, give me another lead." That allows the intuitive mind that Albert Einstein referred to to actually now be able to chime in. When you ask for another lead, it shuts up your rational mind for a moment and your intuitive mind can have a voice. And mind it, mind said, "You know me, It's true that it's 9 o'clock at night here, but it's 6 o'clock in Seattle. It's too early for you to go to sleep anyway. (laughs) And who knows, maybe everything you want will be on sale at the other store. Very good. Just make the drive. Just make the drive. So I did. And as I was walking in, I recognized someone that was walking out as a potential giant customer who I had met at a trade show six months before, and he wasn't returning any of my phone calls or emails for an appointment. And here we are face-to-face. During that uh, encounter... Uh, before we were finished, he said that it would be okay for me to come and make a presentation to his group. That led to another and another, and eventually a contract worth over four hundred thousand dollars, which was my goal at that time.
0: Oh my goodness, that's that's wonderful.
1: And how long does the practice take in the morning? Twenty-five to thirty minutes. hmm Yeah, it's not too bad. No, yeah. and the the biggest challenge is that it's so much fun. The people start spending an hour, an hour and a half, and I say, do not do that. What I do is I go get my cup of coffee. I go to my meeting area, but as I'm getting my cup of coffee, I set the timer on the um, microwave for 20 minutes. So by the time that timer goes off, I have to be at the fourth step. I have, um, have read something.
0: Read something. have written
1: my gratitude letter. Written and the And spoken it out
0: loud. spoken it out loud. And then the final one in, in... Imagining. Is the quiet part. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But consistency, repetition is way more important than the amount of time you spend. Mm-hmm. And there are some days when I get up at 2.30 in the morning to leave by 3 to catch a flight, mm-hmm. you know, at 5. And so I'll either do a shorter... CSO meeting to tide me over or I'll take my stuff with me and do it on the plane as a business person I hate to waste time and that's why I've made the system so short and concise What requires though is repetition so you've got to do it every single Mm -hmm. day Just like you learned how to ride a bike you Mm -hmm. had to get on a bike every day Mm -hmm. And practice 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 Mm -hmm. and you also have to have courage to take steps Mm -hmm. That you're led to take yeah And trust your new partner, the source of your intuition. How much purpose or passion
0: does the system require of a person?
1: Well, emotion is important. Um, In my second book called The Gratitude Formula that just came out, um, The Path to Wealth came out in 2015. It became a bestseller in personal finance, but it's not a personal finance book. (laughs) I think that's Spirit's way of saying that it's important to get these spiritual principles out into business. And that's my background. I've um, founded and grown seven different companies to as large as a hundred million in annual revenues. And so I have some credibility in the business world. Mm -hmm. And I think it's time for businesses to get excited about using spiritual principles to achieve a higher and greater good, not only for themselves, but also for all their stakeholders. That would be their employees, their customers, their suppliers and vendors, their community, everyone that's related to them in our world. And so purpose plays a part in when people identify their personal purpose, the why that they exist, I go into this in the gratitude formula, then they have an opportunity to live a much more fulfilling life that seems easier. If they're living from a place of purpose, a why that they exist, they tend to create goals and achieve intuitive messaging in a whole new and easier way. For a company, purpose tends to lead to more profits.
0: Personal purpose, we were talking earlier about the
1: singer. A friend of mine that's a scientist and she wanted to be a singer. She has a beautiful voice. She wasn't getting any leads to be a paid singer. Not one. So she was going to give up. She says, I feel like a fraud. I said, don't do that. Tell me what's going on in your life. Did you always want to sing? She says, I always did, but my parents told me it was foolish to be a professional singer. Of and course. I needed a sensible job and a sensible mm-hmm. career mm-hmm. and a sensible degree. Get a real job. So she had this belief, this very strong belief that she had to uncover, which said, it's fine to sing for a hobby, but not to get paid for it. So as soon as she went out to meet other people that were getting paid for it, and she started to think, wow, they could do it, I could do it.
0: Now, how did she do that? How did she go out to meet singers, and how did you go out to meet authors?
1: I just went and found them. I talked to everybody I could think of. She, it was easier for her, because she'd just go to clubs and uh-huh. go to events. Right. And then she was at a charity event for her research company, you know, the company she worked for. And she saw this trio sitting over in the corner, and she scooted closer. She was watching the singer, and there were two musicians. And she thought, you know, I'm as good as she is. I could do that. That's when her brain stopped trying to protect her. Because her brain remembers every single time that she has had a goal in the past and didn't achieve it, and how disappointed she was. All of our brains do this. Mm -hmm. so it puts spirit's messages on mute in an effort to protect us
0: so we don't even get our intuitive messages about not
1: until we shift our belief to possibility Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. as soon as she had that shift going wow i could do that i mean i could see myself doing that then the brain said okay i believe you and took spirit's messages off mute then she got all sorts of intuitive directions, and she was invited to go to this other event. And she didn't really want to go, but like five different people asked her to go, and she thought, "Okay, is this the lead <laughs> That's, a CSO? That's a message. So she decided to go. And as she was there, she's looking at the sea of people, and it was almost like there was a spotlight on this one guy. And she watched him, and he moved through, and then he came right up to her, said, "Hi, my name's so and so. Who are you?" And they struck up a conversation, and in the conversation, he said, oh, yeah, well, one of the things that I do is I've been charged to put on this community event at the community center, and I even have a budget for entertainment. Right there, her gut is yelling at her, tell him you're a singer! Tell him you're a singer! <laughs> and she just blurts it out, I'm a singer. And he says, great, come, come interview. And uh, so, I mean, come audition. So she went to audition and she got her first paid part wasn't very much but it was uh-huh. still proof uh, right. and now she sings regularly part-time and still loves being a scientist
0: what happens if you have um a lot of fear around a, a goal
1: when people practice the path to well, they manifest stuff like crazy i mean it's kind of shocking um, they're able to achieve and have great things happen in their life but sometimes they really struggle seeing those intuitive leads for the really giant goals that they don't believe are possible so how do we shift beliefs how do we make their level of equivalent that they could receive on par with what they want because right now they they're able they're on par and have belief that they can achieve all these different things but they occasionally have a goal that's way bigger and or way different than anything that they've ever wanted. So we have to figure out how to change beliefs to be on par.
0: And how do you do that?
1: Uh, well, the gratitude formula goes over kind of an idea of using the daily practice on a rep- repetitive basis. So re- repetition reaps rewards. Mm-hmm. Second thing is to make what you want familiar and welcome. That is, go out and meet people that are achieving the kind of success that you want go out and make what you want familiar, read their stories, meet them, start um, getting so familiar with it that you start to shift your belief into one of possibility. You start to think, wow, if they could do it, I could do it.
0: Yeah. Like the story of the woman who had no retirement account.
1: And like me writing a book. I mean, I took English as a second language in college after growing up in Hawaii. So me write a book? Are you kidding me? So I had to go out and meet a whole bunch of authors to make it familiar and welcome.
0: Does does this practice um, apply or would help um, in, let's say, someone has a, a terrible breakup with, with somebody, their mm-hmm. husband or a girlfriend or something. Mm-hmm. How does this, can this daily practice be useful for that? Not, sure. Not just manifesting
1: money or a job or... Yeah. Well, first of all, if there's some forgiveness stuff that needs to go on, I encourage people... To begin that work. What I would ask someone is, if you were feeling happy, healthy, whole and complete, and you were done with the pain involved in this breakup, what would your life be like? And they would say something like, well, I'd feel free. I'd feel... Uh, energetic i'd feel happy i'd um spend time with spend time with my friends i i um uh would feel unburdened Mm -hmm. i said okay that's your goal Mm -hmm. and you start being grateful for that i'm so grateful that i'm free and that i feel peaceful and filled with love and energy and vitality as i move through life and have fun with my friends and i feel at peace and then visualize that in the fourth step, what it, what it would be like. And, and that ends up attracting that. So anytime anybody has a goal, they should describe what their life is like after they've already achieved it and be grateful for that. That's the real goal.
0: That's the real goal. So don't say, um, I don't want to be mad at my boyfriend anymore. That... Your,
1: your subconscious doesn't hear don't. All it hears is, be mad at my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to set up situations for you to continue to be mad. So, languaging for the goals is very critical. Very critical. Would you say? And we go into that a lot in the gratitude mm-hmm. formula. I mean, there are exercises in the book mm-hmm. that will help people formulate great and powerful goal statements. Here's the deal if you wake up and you start looking at your device, your mobile devices, and the news and things like that. Other people are programming their goals and what they think is important for you to pay attention into your subconscious.
0: Yeah, it's like going down a rabbit hole. If, if I you, go to my email right away when I wake up, it's If awful. you
1: set aside time to have a goal planning meeting with your inner wisdom... Mm-hmm. With that CSO, with that ultimate advisor characteristic that we all have, with with you, yeah, the the if, the source of your inspiration, yeah. your intuition. If you set that side aside that time every single morning and do it, do it for thirty days, it will start to become a habit. Mm-hmm. You're going to notice more things throughout the day that are in alignment with what you've programmed into your brain. Wow, it is uncanny Mm -hmm. how doors open paths are made clear Uh, everybody talks about synchronicity or miracles because they're so few and far in between and they think there's an element of chance it's my belief that using this system for success and it is a system it's not a secret success is simply a system and everyone has already proved how powerful they are in using systems for success I mean, think about when you learned to read. Think about when you learned to write. Think about when you learned to type on that crazy keyboard that's not even in alphabetical order, or drive a car, or, or ride a bike. It's repetition. It didn't happen yeah. in one day. You used repetition. Mm-hmm. You also went out and found other people that were doing what you wanted to do, and you made it familiar and welcome. Nice. And you, you practiced and watched for those intuitive leads that would guide you and direct you. Now I dare say that if I ask people who drive home from work every day, I I love asking them, do you remember every bit of your drive home now? They're like, uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just sort of on autopilot. And as one of my very favorite authors who was published in 1920s, her name is Florence Scoville Shin, she said that um, if we don't program our subconscious mind, others will. So we need to take control of that she also said that um, words through repetition end up impressing our subconscious mind and what that will do is enable us to master any situation so as we do this first thing in the morning the rest of the day starts to fall in alignment for our higher and greater Mm -hmm. good so you have a morning meeting with your cso that's four steps then you expect and watch for leads. That's step five. Then you um, celebrate and note demonstrations when you take a step. That's step six. And then finally, at the end of the night, use gratitude and forgiveness. That's step seven. Right.
0: Well, how can people get in touch with you and learn more?
1: Oh, they go to maymccarthy.com. That's M A Y M C C A R. T-H-Y dot com. If your listeners go there, um, they'll see information about both of my books, and they can download the first few chapters for free. Oh, terrific. And that way they can do a little test drive and see yeah. if they like it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being a good news guru, May. Thank you very much for having me.